UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan's victory by a score of 45-20 to 20 over SMU at the Big House in Ann Arbor. Michigan brought their record up to 2-1. and one. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? I think it was an absolutely perfect game for Michigan to play. The other, uh, the Mustangs uh, battled. They didn't quit. They kept it a game. They kept it kind of interesting. I don't think there was a fan watching that wasn't a little a little disappointed that it wasn't a real blowout like we had against Western. Everybody was predicting and expecting that, but it was a it was a good game for the Wolverines. They had to do without uh, uh, Karan Higdon and uh, uh, True Wilson did I thought a great job of replacing him. Had eleven carries and had a touchdown in there. Made one mistake, got one penalty that was a kind of dumb, but other than that, he did a very good job as a number three back. So I think the offensive line did reasonably well, but the pass defense was kind of lacking. Uh, SMU um, threw a lot of effective passes, got a couple of long ones in there, and uh, they couldn't run the ball very well, but they did They did. Passing game was good, so some adjustments have to be made there. There were penalties that were foolish. Uh, Hudson, for instance, got a charging call and got tossed. And there were penalties on penalties. Uh, Michigan is one of the most penalized teams in the nation. That's got to stop. They've got to turn that around start getting less penalties and playing a cleaner, um, not a cleaner game, but playing a uh, more precise game. What did you think? Well, it's interesting because uh, I wasn't at the game, uh, had, a, had a mandatory, well, that sounds bad, had an event out of town. Um, actually, one of, my, uh, one of my friends from U of M, um, was married in Seattle. So, um, you know, this was the weekend of the game, so it's a little unusual for me because I, you know, normally I, I watch the game there and then I watch the game on tape and kind of compare impressions. Um, so my impressions this time were weird because I was catching the score, you know, from over there and, and caught a little bit of it, you know, walking around. And then, um, you know, watch the game today uh, to kind of get, uh, you know, do my normal breakdown. It was interesting because following the game from afar, just seeing the scoring updates and very limited highlights, you know, it, it didn't surprise me as much. Um, I, you know, I think that, of course, we, we would have wanted to it to be a quick blowout like, like last week. But you also get, I had the impression watching the game that, you know, this was a workmanlike game. This was, uh, okay, we had our home opener last week, and, you know, we, we got the, the monkey off our back as far as getting the first win. And, you know, coming into the game with Higdon being out and, uh, uh, you know, kind of um, Chris Evans, you know, carrying the main load at running back, 
Now, I tell you what does concern me is that he went out with an injury at, yeah. you know, late in the fourth quarter. So we went from uh, uh, an embarrassment of riches at running back last week between Higgin, Evans, and, and Wilson to now we don't know exactly what Higgins' status is. We don't know exactly what Evans' status is. And True Wilson's great, but again, he, he's not those guys. Now, the reality is, as we look at the next couple games, and, you know, Andy, I, I think that we're going to see more of the same the next couple weeks. I mean, Michigan's really not going to be tested for a few games. So what I saw in this game was, again, you know, different guys getting opportunities, um, I think the main concern I have is something that you mentioned. You know the penalties. You can't. You can get away with that against inferior opponents, but those will be killers. As Michigan, you know, as the competition stiffens, and, and there's just no need for that. Um, you know, I, I know. Uh, you know, there's some controversy about uh, the Kalik ejection, but I'll tell you what I'm seeing. The, the thing that I don't like is. This is the third game in a row that Michigan, uh, for right or wrong, has has been penalized for a cheap defensive play. You know, a cheap shot. Yes. And, sure. and again, the, the you know we talked about this last time. Once you start getting rep, a reputation as as being a team that takes cheap shots, it 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 continues to to harm you moving forward. So I did not like that at all. And and again, I I, I don't know. Uh, you know I. I don't, you know, I say I don't know what that's about. I mean, it's, it's again, I just don't like the trend there. Um, so I didn't like that. You know, again, I thought Shea Patterson had another, uh, you know, efficient game. Um, so again, I, I, I'm wondering. I mean, you know, Andy, because I, I need to rely on you because you were there. Um, you know, when the score got more what we expected. I mean, you know, by halftime, third quarter. Uh, what was the feeling in the stadium? Was there still kind of a disappointment, or, or what did you think when you were watching the game in, in real time? Mostly it was relief. Uh, and uh, the, the, the thing that really turned things around was that last play of Michigan's in the first half with the clock running down to zero 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 zero. We got an interception. Metellus uh, made a beautiful run. I've never seen anything prettier. prettier. He was down the eastern sideline, about the 10-yard line. He cut in and obliquely went into the end zone for almost perfect play, and that changed the game around. That was the play of the game. Because after that, fans, everybody else, well, 21-7 wasn't quite as bad at the half as it would have been had he not scored as, as 14 to 7 would have been. So that was the, the play of the game and it was a beauty. I almost forgive Metellus for his earlier, for his Notre Dame targeting call. <laughs> almost. He, 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 he showed some savvy and some athletic prowess and it was a great run. 73 yards. Well, and it's always nice when you can end a half on a, on a big play, and especially, like you say, a play that kind of put the game closer to what people expected. Um, you know, one, one kind of concern I have is 
you know, watching the game, and again, it, it's totally different watching it when you know what the result is going to be. Very nice, by the way. But again, it, it just came, it, 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 you know, the, there's the term of like a hangover from last week. That's what the first half looked like to me. That, you know, SMU was up for it. You know, they were, they were given, you know, the best they could. And Michigan almost struck me as almost being disinterested for a while. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. Um, you know, I, I regretted not seeing the flyover of the F-35s. You know, that's always a, a nice show. That's, uh, that was something that I would have liked to have seen. I saw some clips online. Hey, hey, that made the HN Warthog Hogs look second rate because these boys came over fast and they came over loud. It was great. Well, I'm a big fan of the F-35s, but for what they cost, they had sure better put on a show. Um, well, they do. So, you know, it's interesting because a couple people mentioned that they thought that the A-10 flyover wasn't as low or as loud as it as it has been previously. So, uh, again, always, always, you know, add some some color to the day. Um, well, the... the, the the 35s, uh, it was a better performance. So the big thing that, you know, what I took from this game, too, is that, okay, so we're finishing the, the non-conference slate, and Michigan is getting ready for Nebraska. And, you know, Nebraska is a team that Michigan can't overlook, but, you know, they're struggling. So it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks if Michigan, Michigan's going to need to maintain focus and take care of business because you really don't see anybody in the next couple of weeks that are going to scare them. I mean, there, there's not a, you know, this is not Michigan-Nebraska circa 1997. This is not, this is not then. Um, Nebraska is definitely in rebuilding mode. Um, again, Michigan's going to have to take care of business. You know, the thing that, that I really took away from this game was last game, Everything went as expected and as you had hoped, and the big thing was you kind of got off without any big injuries, and that's that's what you always want in these games. You wanna you want some continuity. You want guys to get reps, and then you know it's amazing how quickly things change. Um, you know, Higdon doesn't start the game. You know, you almost had the impression that maybe if if it was a bigger game, maybe he would have gone, but you know, obviously. Uh, Michigan, you know, didn't need all their horses uh, against SMU. Well, then Evans goes down. And I'll tell you, one of the things I was thinking is, you know, on one hand, you want to get Evans reps, but at that point in the game, did he did he really need to be in there? And, and again, we you can always make that argument back and forth that, you know, football players are going to play, they can be injured at any time, but at that point, I wouldn't have minded to see more of the depth chart getting some rotations in. Um, I thought the offensive line looked good again. Again, not a big test against SMU. Um, you know, the impression I'm taking away from Shea, and, and this is one of the things I wanted to ask you in watching the game in real time, was it really seemed that they were keeping Shea clamped down a little bit. That um, at some point, uh, you know, he has he has some extra gears, is what I'm saying. That they're that they're not. Again, they didn't need to do versus SMU, but I'm interested to see big performances from Shea as we move forward throughout the year. 
Well, the, the uh, he had a Shea had a little better package than he did last week, and I thought he played an excellent game. Some of his escapes, I don't know if you saw that, but in real time, they were really fantastic. He made a twirling move once where where he was facing one way toward the defense, and they were about to get him, and he just did a 180, took off running, made the pass. It was gorgeous. Shea Patterson will be able to be one of the best quarterbacks that you and I have seen at Michigan in a long, long time. Because he, he was impressive to me on this day, more so than on other days. He was poised. You know what he was doing. He threw one bad pass. That was that interception where he tried to thread it into the end zone, and, and uh, he shouldn't have thrown it. It was a mistake. He recovered from that. There was no hangover from it. Shea Patterson is one of the bright spots of the Michigan offense, and you're right, I think they've been holding back some, that the packages will improve. He's going to be a, he's going to have a good year at quarterback this year. There's no doubt in my mind if they can keep him healthy. Well, and again, as much as you're concerned about running back, the big thing is that he's healthy and he looks good. So again, you got, I, I you got, it, it's you got McCaffrey right behind him too, and McCaffrey uh, has looked good in the times that he's been in there. So that you know that the quarterback room is full, and they they seem to be poised and know what they're doing. I'm happy with it at this point in the year. We'll see how they do next week, though. There's always another game. Well, and that's the good news of it. So, Andy, do you have uh, any parting thoughts on the, for this week's podcast? Well, I'm looking forward to the Big Ten season. I think that Michigan is definitely going to improve. I thought that some of the defensive line, like one four, played a lot better this time. Monet uh, had a sack. Uh, these boys are getting it together, and I hope that Aubrey Solomon is back for the major games that we have to play in and, and in good playing shape because he definitely uh, was the one back there at the nose that could make you forget Hurst or a little bit about Hurst. But it's looking good right now. Like I say, it all depends on the next game. You're only as good as your last game, and that future looms heavy with the Big Ten coming up, but we seem to be in good shape to face it. Well, and I think the big thing I'm going to be looking for on Saturday is exactly who's at running back and how do they look. You know, what we need to do is we need to get Karan Higdon back, we need to get Chris Evans back, so really, that's my biggest concern heading into Saturday is, and you know, I, I'm sure Coach Harbaugh will continue to be uh, less than crystal clear uh, on their status, and that's fine. But because again, we'll know on Saturday. You know, now um, it seems it seems to me from what Harbaugh said afterwards in the press conference that Higman Higman um, was a game time um, decision. This time, and it's going to be better. What I really don't know about is how how bad Evans was hurt. 
whether that's a hamstring or just cramps or what it is, there's been no word on it, they're being quiet. So that one could be a worry. If they lose him, it'll be a big loss, too. But I think Higdon's going to be back soon, from what Harbaugh says. Well, again, the, I, I, I agree with you, and again, the impression I got was if it had been, this was Ohio State, he would have been playing. Um, yes. You know, I, I think they made a uh, they made a decision. Uh, they looked at the competition and looked at how he was dinged up. And again, there's no point in getting dinged up worse against SMU. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, that's just not how you want to go out. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UM Go to umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the umgoblue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.